0: All right, welcome in Hawk Podcast, episode 115. I'm Travis Jadon. With me, as always, Spencer Maddox. We're going to get going today, but first, Coach's Corner, our title sponsor and the number one sports bar in all of Savannah. Check them out today at coaches.net online. You can call ahead your order, 352-2933, 912-352-2933, and check them out at 3016 East Victory Drive. Uh, coaches all over the place, co- uh, uh, TVs all over the place at Coaches Corner, Hot Wings, Cold Beers, you guys know the drill, 196 billion televisions, the Coaches Corner Sports Network, other shows on the network, um, Carl Damasi, Wednesday and Saturday nights, all of this on Coaches Corner Facebook page as well as on YouTube. Rubbin' and Grubbin', NASCAR show with our guy Brandon Bain. Check him out every Wednesday night at 6 p.m., live from Coach's Corner, also on the Coach's Corner Facebook page. Uh, you can check out his archived episodes of Rubbing and Grubbin' on YouTube. So check them out. Check out Coach's Corner for the Braves, for all of the NBA playoff action, and for any of your sports needs this summer. Tell them the Hot Ritz podcast sent you. They will hook it up. Uh, also, who is on First Base Baseball podcast? How did I forget about that? With Carl and Kyle Lawson. Who is on first base baseball podcast? Check them out also. Coach's Corner, the number one sports bar in Savannah and the number one sponsor of Savannah's number one sports podcast. Let's get it for 115th time hot Crits podcast.
1: Ain't nobody going This your boy I, count. I mean, I've always kind of believed in it. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. Ain't
0: gonna rip might as well just walk up to yeah. keep it. While he's on his lunch break you know, his yeah. and cranking yeah. Right
1: <laughs> the or something. Some little baby right here. We'll see that. We're almost uh three minutes into our sports podcast, and yet to bring up not one sport. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
0: welcome in. Episode 115. Spencer, how you living?
1: We up, baby. My Panthers are rolling, dude. You want to start with the NHL playoffs? Are we talking Stanley? Are we talking Stanley Cup? We're talking Stanley Cup, dude. My Panthers, I believe they won in seven. Yeah, you don't even know how many games it took them to win the series. Dude, no one's ever been, been a bigger Panthers fan than me, first off. But kodak black also notably a panthers fan uh i follow them on instagram now so i can keep up he's he's all over their instagram that's hilarious your team the la kings is that it
0: yeah that's my team the la kings we lost in seven bro
1: lost in seven dude so now our my question to you is are you coming over to the panthers side or are you rooting for against the panthers every round now
0: great question i'm glad you asked me that question um well, will you sell me on the Panthers? Like, what do they have to offer?
1: All right, so we've got uh, what clearly looks like a triple A baseball uh, logo. That's uh-huh. cool. I'm into that. What um, city is it in? It's in Miami. So a down south, way down south hockey mm-hmm. team. Yeah, a lot of juice there. Um, we're not Boston assholes. You know what I mean? We're we're laid back. We're Florida people, dude. We like to sip on the beach. You know what I mean? Right after the game. There's rumors of players smoking weed in the locker room during, you know, the intermission. It's mm-hmm. that kind of team, dude. It's it's your kind of team. You know what I mean? Um, so <laughs> why quite, do you as- why do you associate me with like
0: a down south bad boy team? Why does that mean?
1: Well, not bad boy, just like loosey goosey. You know what I mean? And that's me. Don't I'm take- loosey goosey. No, no, no. I didn't mean. trying to compl- kind of are you trying
0: to sell me here, or
1: what are you trying to do? Insult me? Yeah, man, I'm selling you. Huh. I'm just I'm just telling you the facts. Who did the Panthers can, play?
0: Who did the Panthers play second round?
1: No clue. No clue, but we're going to win.
0: All right, yeah, I'll consider my fandom for the NHL playoffs moving forward. Uh, we're not actually going to break down the Stanley Cup playoffs. That ain't going to happen. No, because uh, we don't know
1: anything about hockey.
0: But I do want to talk about the NBA playoffs, the Celtics. Boy, there was never a doubt. There was never a doubt. The Bucs were yeah, never going to win a Game 7 in Boston. They, it was never going to happen. And I came you on the podcast happy. and I tried to tell you, I told you the Celtics were never in trouble in this series. It might be a five-gamer against Miami. That's what might what happen. What are you talking
1: about? When, might you were, when, you were, when you were down 2-1, it was like doom and gloom. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, not that long ago, friend. But I don't remember that. I mean – you gotta be happy with how they played. They shot the lights out, dude. Uh I still, still hate how the Bucks were playing defense. I hated their scheme. It like a lot of like drop coverage on stars that are good shooters, which I hated. Um, but all in all, a terrible two game sevens. You know what I mean? Like they were not competitive at all. Uh, I, I guess Boston and Milwaukee was closer in the fourth quarter, but Boston ran away with it. There ended up winning by like twenty something points, I think. Um, and Phoenix just got absolutely drunk. Oh my god! Dude. Oh my god! It was over. Dude. It was over by like the second quarter, dude. It was terrible. I don't understand how they
0: scored twenty seven points in the first half, and I don't understand. How Chris Paul does this every
1: single year. How does he do this? And, dude, did you see him trying to, like, limp off the floor at the end? Like, you know, he's kind of trying to blame it on some kind of injury of that he was just muscling through, you know? Of course.
0: We're going to find out later this week that he was playing, like, on a broken leg.
1: Yeah. Or, or like, he's had his heart
0: – or he had his heart removed. But really, <laughs> what this was, what this was, what this series was – and we called this early. I mean, this week you could see this plain as day. This was the revenge game for the comb over kid that got kicked out for pushing Chris Paul's mom. And that's what was going to happen the whole time. When that happened, the Suns had no shot. They had no shot of winning because the kid was going to have his revenge. And he put a little hex over the Suns and Chris Paul. And they got fucking mushed in Game 7, dude. I can't believe that this Mavericks team has found its way into the Western Conference Finals. And, I mean, it's been as legitimate as could be by beating the defending defending conference champs.
1: I can, dude. And I said before the playoffs, I thought Phoenix was a little bit of a paper tiger as a one seed. Uh, Granted, I also said that I thought Miami Heat was a little bit of a paper tiger, and they've been clamps on defense. And all they
0: have been is just an absolute wagon. They've just been pissing off. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, but they played my Hawks, which were not competitive, and then they played Jimmy Harden and the boys, so – uh, I mean, we'll see how they look against Boston. If they go out, hey, I still like, I still hold licensing to that take. I don't know a better way to say that. If if Miami goes out there and loses in five or six, I'm gonna say they were still a paper tiger and that I was right. Okay. Okay. So like, I'm still sticking wait, to that. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. So if they lose in, if they get swept, or if they lose in five, or if they lose in six, you're you're gonna revert Maybe back not to. Maybe okay, yeah. Six. I think it has to be five games or fewer, and then your take will be – I think it would be considered a green take, a, a successful take.
1: Right. All right. What if they what if they go out and they pull like a uh, Milwaukee – they lose in six, but they just clearly don't belong in the floor in game six, something like that. You know what I mean? Like they shit the bed at some point. Then we can say they probably didn't belong, right? Uh,
0: I don't know, dude. We can't make this subjective. Like this has to be –
1: Maybe we play that by year,
0: but if they, lose, if they right. get swept or if they lose in five, right. 100% your take was correct. If they win or, win, or, win in, or lose in seven, your take was, was incorrect. If they lose in six, if the Heat lose in six to the Celtics, then it's a pending take. We have to address it after game six.
1: Right. And I will say this. Dude. Okay. The parameters are set then. I will say this. I looked back on my futures bets for this year because as you, as everyone oh, here knows, we go. Podcast, as we everyone, knows, as everyone knows on this podcast, as everyone knows on this podcast, I have futures bets. I do them every year, especially for NBA. Okay. All right. All right. Can I finish my point? Thank you. I obviously put one on uh, the Hawks. I do it every year. I put a $200 bet on the Hawks. That's dead. All right. I've got one alive on the Warriors. I've got a big one alive on Miami, and then I've got a smaller one alive on Boston. So before oh my the God, year, dude,
0: you're just what a ridiculous play. So before the year,
1: you're I Calvin did Ridley.
0: Pick, you're Calvin Ridley. That's who you are.
1: Well, no, I, I picked ca- four you got teams. Your money all over the place. I picked four teams, and three of them are in the conference finals. So come on, give me a little credit. Yeah, but and how also, many
0: teams did you bet on that aren't alive anymore? Be honest.
1: Once one, sure. One, just the Hawks, just the Hawks. Wow! I do it every year. Wow. What a every convenient year. time to tell us about your futures bets. I'll I will screenshot them and post them. Assuming, oh, of course you will. You know, assuming things. But that being said, I still think Miami's a little bit of a paper tiger, even though I have that in my back pocket, and now I'm kind of rooting for them. You know what I mean? So, I think the payout's like five hundred bucks if they win. No big deal.
0: Who did you pick to win the title before the season? I'm trying to remember. I think you picked the Warriors. I think I did too. I picked the Suns, so I'm out for sure. Uh, oh. I, picked, I picked Suns-Nets. I think you picked the Nets in the Eastern
1: Conference and the Warriors in the West. That I sounds think. right. That sounds I about right. Think. Yeah, Because the way I was thinking about the Nets coming in, the way they lost in Game 7 last year, to Milwaukee without Kyrie, without James Harden, you know what I mean obviously James Harden didn't finish on the team, but I was thinking if I mean even if they get like fifty percent of Kyrie Irving, they probably win that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. The um, yeah. other was. So I mean, now they look like sh- like they're in shambles, but we'll see, dude. I'm. Are you excited for this conference finals matchup? We oh, I'm stoked. I am too. And one thing is for certain, and you said this last week. We for sure don't have the NBA's biggest nightmare anymore. The possibility is gone, which would be Milwaukee and Phoenix in the finals yet again.
0: So at this point, the worst if you're if you're the NBA, the worst ratings matchup would have to be Dallas Miami. Is that correct? Uh, For the finals, the the worst possible
1: pairing. I don't know, dude. I I don't think that's. I don't think there's a bad matchup left. Well, like, I,
0: I'm not saying that would be a bad matchup. I'm just saying that would have to be the worst of the possibilities, right?
1: I guess, yeah. I mean, Boston's just – well, I mean, Miami's a big market, dude. But Boston's like a traditional market, and they've got fans everywhere. But LeBron played for Miami. You know what I mean? A lot of Miami fans. Your younger brother is one of them. He's called me 20 times this week to gloat about how wrong I was. Even though, Oh my telling. God,
0: between the Heat and the Yankees, dude, it, it has been an absolute just, like, he's in danger of being muted on Twitter, too. It's, a, it's an unbearable. absolute nightmare. And then the Bengals schedule release, the, the NFL schedule release, it was just like, I mean, it was a nightmare last week.
1: <laughs> it's, it's been unbearable, dude, and I've had to silence his texts just because, yeah. like, I've got stuff going on, bro. Like, I can't have you, like... Yeah clowning me every two minutes just because you feel like it like no thank you bro but I mean credit to him man his teams are doing well I think Boston
0: Golden State would be the number one possible matchup left for the NBA as far as ratings go but you're right I think any I think that now whatever the result is it'll be fine you want to talk about these conference finals matchups though
1: yeah uh I think Personally, I'd like to start with Boston and Miami because it's the one I have the least to say about.
0: Uh, I'd like to start there too. And I'd like to declare this the culture war series. This is a battle of cultures. Two teams that have cultures. That's what you hear hear about. The Miami Heat culture, the Boston Celtics mystique and their culture. This is a culture war series, the battle of cultures. I think whoever loses this series has to – They have to uh, start over. No more culture. Like they have to start over their culture. They have to ban their culture.
1: Change up the culture?
0: Yeah. Change the carpets.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I'm with you. I was going to go a little bit basketball analyst. Can I go a little bit basketball analyst? Let me check. Hold on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, go ahead. All right, word. So Boston just comes out of a series which was – it wasn't billed as this but it was very much a defensive series. Uh nobody was shooting the lights out well other, apart from game 7. Um maybe like early in the series, I don't really remember at this point, but it felt like a lot of games both teams were shooting like under 40% or right around 40%. Nobody a lot of turnovers,
0: not, a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Kind of felt like kind of a a bit of a throwback series at some points.
1: Ugly. Ugly. Yeah, yeah. That's Miami's game. So it feels like Boston could be a little bit prepared for like the, uh, just the like clamps defense Miami has been playing. Like I, I don't think they're as prone to it as a 76 ers team was definitely not as prone to it as an Atlanta team was. Um And also their guys can get their own shot off the dribble, which Miami has not really had to face that other than Trey young. And they just threw bodies at him. Um, Boston has two of them. So I'd like like to see how they play defense on these guys. Um, I want to see if Miami can win in a shootout, which I don't really feel like they've had to do thus far. Um, And Boston is relatively healthy, which the 76ers just patently were not early in the series, at least. Uh, They got two games. People forget they got two games uh, without Joel Embiid playing. They went 2-0 in those games. Um, So, I mean... They just had to win two from there, bro, Uh, which they did. So I'd like to see how Miami does against Boston's premier talent, um, the top end talent. And if they come out with a game plan and just crush those two bros and let everybody else beat you, I mean, we'll see. Grant Williams, bro. Game seven was lighting it up though.
0: G-Dub was nasty in game seven. He's going to have to be like, I mean, he's not going to have to score 27 points against the Heat every game. But he's going to yeah. have to be – I mean, he's going to be an important player. For me, Heat, Celtics – like, Spolstra just worries me, man, when when he has time to prepare and, like, when he has time to get his guys ready. It's just like I feel like there's going to be a game where Tyler Hero and Max Struess, maybe even a little Duncan Robinson sprinkled in. Like, they're going to come back and fuck us. But I'm interested in yeah. seeing, um, like, like, Marcus Smart, Kyle Lowry. Uh, I don't know how healthy Kyle Lowry is going into the series, but, like – That, to me, is just a battle of two assholes. Marcus Smart versus Kyle Lowry. That's going to be interesting to watch.
1: I like that a lot. I like that comparison. hadn't even thought about it. Good point, Travis.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: How about Um, about this comparison, dude? I liken Eric Spolstra, whom I think is the best coach in the NBA, um, to Nick Saban, dude. I think he's the only comparison in the world of sports. This man played Duncan Robinson like one minute combined in three games a guy who's on a 90 million dollar contract one minute who else in the world of sports would do that other than nick saban
0: yeah it was it's interesting because all of a sudden victor oladipo is like blocking key minutes within the rotation like yeah i don't know it's sort of that that was sort of strange but dude everything the guy does works i mean everything they do works max Strus should not be allowed to be successful in the nba but he is
1: yeah but he he put Duncan
0: in- Robinson shouldn't be on a $90 million contract. He played D3,
1: but he is. Yeah. He, he just puts guys in a position to be successful, and he does not care about the numbers. He doesn't care about the names. He will play whoever he thinks will get him the win, and that's it. And there's no politics aside. Obviously, he has no job security issues, so he can do that, um, which not a lot of guys in the NBA can say that. But, I mean – got to give them credit, dude. And they're, they play like a well-coached team, dude. Everybody's bought in. So, I mean, we'll see, bro. I, I'm really looking forward to that series. I hope it's not a like a clunker. I hope, you know.
0: I don't think there's any way that it's going to disappoint. I mean, I, I don't think there's any way that it's going to be like a short series. Uh Bam bio worries the shit out of me because I just like, I refuse to, or I don't refuse. I have trouble seeing al horford being able to continue what he's done like you know he's he's proving me wrong but it's just like at some point he has to just be al horford again right and not be like a great player over a 33 minute stretch 32 minutes a game like right i think if they have time if the celtics have time lord if they have bob williams if they have robert williams logging like significant minutes and he you know he missed the last Basically, three of the last four games of, of the Buck series. But if he's healthy again, then I then I give the Celtics a way better shot. They're somehow favored in this series. Yeah, so going into well, this, which is puzzling to me.
1: It's funny that you say that uh, about Al Horford because I think he was the most important player in the past series. He uh, was, but like, but or not how he was <laughs> for both teams. Well, because he can credibly defend a uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo uh, I, I think he'll be important in this series as well because he can credibly defend a banana at, at a bio and he's not gonna kill you on offense and occasionally he'll have a good scoring game. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, what do you really need that dude to do on offense other than rebound and finish dunks and maybe the occasional three? You know what I mean? You're not asking him to create. So Yeah. Like you no, don't I need hear him ya. to be, you don't need him to be a two way star. You just need him to I mean essentially guard the best player in the series two series in a row, which is a lot to ask of anybody, but that's what he's going to do.
0: Yeah, dude, he put his nuts on the line last series. Like, he just laid him yeah. out all over the table. And people, like, yeah. don't forget, he had the tip in after the buzzer that, like, was nearly a game winner. That's right. You know, that almost that happened. Could, that
1: series could have been over six, dude.
0: Could have been. Could have been. That's right. Really could have been over in five. Let's not get carried away, but it could have been over in five.
1: Well, I mean, I said I wasn't going to have that much to say about this series, and then I proceeded to talk for like 12 minutes. So you want to talk about Golden State?
0: All right, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor we have for the Hot Grits podcast. It's Avalu Hemp Shop, Savannah's newest hemp shop at 106 West Gwinnett Street. Open seven days a week. Avalu Hemp is Georgia-grown, Georgia-owned, started in Gainesville. Uh, I know the owners pretty well. Henry and Michael and and those guys have come down from Gainesville and opened their hemp shop by Forsyth Park. You can find it at 106 West Gwinnett Street, seven days a week, at Savannah on Instagram. That's A-V-A-L-O-O, Savannah, on Instagram. Avalu has Georgia-grown hemp products, including CBD, Delta-8, Gummies, edibles, flour, even dog treats. I tried some of those gummies and they are no joke. So check them out Avalu Hemp Shop, 106 West Gwinnett Street, and at Avalu Savannah on Instagram. Uh, if you go, tell them the Hockerets podcast sent you and they will hook it up for you. Avalu Savannah, Savannah's newest hemp shop. Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports news one way or another for 20 plus years. Where can you find stories and information about the most outstanding student athletes in the Savannah area? PrepsportsReport.com. That's where. Led by our guy Carl DeMasi and former area sports reporter Stephen Weeks, the Prep Sports Report is a reimagined website that wants to celebrate young men and women who are setting the high school sports standard in Savannah and surrounding areas. Go check out PrepsportsReport.com today. Go like Prep Sports Report on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at Prep SAV. PrepsportsReport.com, your number one source for local Savannah High School sports news. Yeah, should Hawks fans be rooting against Luka Doncic?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I, for narrative reasons, they, yeah, he
0: can't, can't be- win one before Trey Young. That,
1: that can't it's happen. It's going to be. It's going to be really annoying if he does. I'll say that. I'm not going to change my like opinion on Trey Young though. If Luca does well, I'm I'm not I'm not thinking of it that way. Um, But yeah, you're right. It will be really annoying, and I won't hear the end of it until Trey wins another one or Trey wins one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Or at least shows up in one. But just from like, they're trying to like enshrine Luca already as like a Hall of Fame player. And I have no problem with that. He's awesome. But if you're going to say he's a top three, some people say a top one player in the league. Some people think he's the best player in the league. If he's that guy, he's about to get a chance to prove it. You know what I mean? Like a really, really big chance. If he can go out there and knock off a heavily favored Golden State team, which is exactly what this is. Last time I checked, they were like minus 300 to win the series, which is not a small amount if you're into that type of thing. Um, How many games
0: did, up, the, did it take for the Bucks to beat the Hawks last year in the finals, Eastern Conference? Six. So really, six. so really, if Luca gets bounced in five here, the Trey Young guys, uh, you included, that's when that's when you have your parade.
1: Well, I mean, I don't well,
0: know because Luca right now has gotten the Mavs. He he hasn't gotten the Mavs to where Trey Young got the Hawks last year. And I think you could compare those two teams serviceably. Like, yeah, the Mavs shouldn't I, be here. Like, they're good. The Hawks shouldn't have been there last year, but they were good enough yeah. to be there. But like, th- that wasn't the expectation.
1: So my my whole thing with the Luca the, the Luca fan base and the whole battle I've been fighting with people on Twitter and elsewhere for the past two. Oh, years, it's a full on war, dude! Like, they're it's a war. This is bad- just another battle yeah it my whole thing was the book was closed way too early and they were clowning Hawks fans about Trey way too early. And I I think that has been shown to be true no matter what. So I've kind of like I've kind of gotten over it a little bit, maybe not completely like I still want to see Trey do better than Luca obviously. but I I just I think people realized last year that maybe they underrated Trey Young a little bit, you know what I mean? And he showed up in the playoffs on national TV. So, like, he got that little bit of airplay. It it was just the Hawks were so bad in years prior. And it was really easy to blame it on Trey Young's defense. Um, So, it just seemed like, you know, even though they had really comparable numbers, Luka was better. Um, I still think they're roughly the same in terms of stats. I, I don't know about impact. Like, we'll see over the course of a career. But I... I'm fine with having Trey young. I love Trey young. I don't, I wouldn't trade him for Luca tomorrow. I really wouldn't like, he's just, he's our guy. You know what I mean? He rides for us. So it is what Which it is. You know,
0: but you don't want to see Luke. I mean, it has to be there. You can't want Luca to win.
1: Um, I don't want Luca to win because I am a Steph guy. So I'm pulling for golden state, but no, I wouldn't like, I'm not a hater dude. Like I, I'm, I'm fine if he wins one. Whatever. I think Trey's going to win one too, so it's not like that. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, I don't know, man. If Luca wins one with this team, the argument is going to be that Luca got the Mavs there and over the hump. Like, if he wins it with this team, he's definitely, definitely moving ahead of Trey Young. That's what's going to happen.
1: For sure. If he wins it with this team, which I do not think is going to happen, he's the best He's, he's the best player in the world. If he wins it all with this team for this year, he's the best player in the world, bar none. Uh, even though is the MVP, he couldn't do that. You know I what think I mean? Giannis
0: is the best player on the planet for what it's worth right now.
1: I I tend to agree. Um, I mean, he was
0: just getting triple doubles in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, and like I said, I think they used him wrong. Um, but, I mean, if... If Luca w- wins it all against this Golden State team, who's looked so dominant at times, and then goes and beats one of Miami or one of you know Boston, then it's pretty hard to deny him at least one or two. You know what I mean? For a year, and he's he'll have to defend that, but it's pretty hard to deny him that, especially with all like the the clout he's built up over the past year or so, or a few years, I guess. Like he was an MVP favorite the past two years, so. Be pretty hard to deny that. And he'll probably be MVP favorite again next year. Um, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to this series a lot, though. I'm looking forward to it more than I think the Boston and um Miami series, even though I think that series is gonna be better. I just, dude, I love watching this Golden State team play basketball when they're when they're clicking. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm excited to get seven games, possibly, or at least four more of Draymond Green. In the series spotlight and go, probably going to have some sort of beef with the TNT crew during this. Uh, doesn't it seem like the Warriors are like, for a team that has, a t- like, if they win this year, is it going to be like, like, it's going to be historically lumped into the titles they've already won, right? It's, like gonna it's not going to be like a, you know what I mean? Like, like we're, it's not going to be separated. Um, What do you mean? Like I think it would be like the dynasty talks would, it would be like X number of titles in the last X number of years. Yeah. That's what's going to happen, but it doesn't seem that way. It seems like that they're flying a little bit under the radar for a team that has potential to lay claim to like a dynasty type of thing. Maybe not a dynasty year in and year out, but to have another title lumped in with the, the same coach, the same star.
1: I think it'll be like a restarting, like another run, uh, yeah i think i mean whenever you look back on san antonio the san antonio teams there were sometimes large gaps um yeah good point i like that you go from uh you know the admiral to tim duncan to tony parker teams to the mono teams to uh uh finally kawhi leonard to so a long period of time but they're always kind of lumped in as one team so yes on one hand but it does seem like a different run entirely you know what i mean like
0: while we're in it, yeah. But like when you look back at, say, Kobe's career for the Lakers, those were two distinctly different runs. Right. Like when he took them, what was it, oh seven, oh eight, back to back finals? Or yeah. I mean, they lost to the Celtics in seven, then they beat the Celtics in seven, but those were two distinctly different runs. And for me, like that, maybe that's what Steph Curry's because this would be Steph Curry by himself, essentially, not by himself. Like, they're a great team, but like, we're talking about top, top, you know, 12, 15 guys in the league. There's only one of those guys on that team.
1: uh, I I think of it this way I think the top of the line talent was better when they had Durant. They're probably a better team. Oh, of course. They play so well together and they are so deep, like, in terms, not in terms of like bench depth, but their top six players are so good, dude. Like Jordan Poole is probably the best player on 15 teams right now. You know what I mean? If not the best, then he's definitely the second best. He might be their fourth best player, straight up. And I mean, I don't know, bro. They, they, they are. Uh, that, that comparison you just made is interesting to me. And I, I don't think it's a direct comparison because Kobe probably wasn't the best player on that first run. It's probably Shaq. Kobe had the ball in his hands more um but Shaq was in his prime um he was a top you know 10 player of all time a lot of people say top five so the the second teams he was probably the best player so I don't think it's a direct comparison. there is no doubt on in anyone's mind though that Steph Curry is the best player for both of these runs excluding the two Durant years so agreed. I mean we'll, we'll see
0: Agreed. Uh, so it's safe to say that you like the Warriors to win that series. So do I. Who do you like in the East?
1: I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going Miami, bro. All right. I'll take or Boston. No, my, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Miami. Boston. Stick with my guns. <laughs> to
0: okay. So we both have the same. That's great content there. Uh, yeah. Can I tell the folks about John Carr? John Carr no. is the number one realtor in the entire world. 912 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916. Call him today if you're if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Savannah market. Uh, he's a Savannah native who knows this area like the back of his hand. And he's been doing it up really, really big over at Seaport Real Estate, 7505 Waters Avenue. You can find John online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or give him a call today if you want to buy or sell real estate in the area. 912-228-0916. 0916 is John Carr, realtor. Uh, Spencer, the Braves are 16 and 19. They are six and a half games back in the National League East. They just came off of a, a weekend series against the Padres where they just absolutely kicked the ball all, all over the field. Uh, seven errors, three games, a sloppy, uninspiring baseball team uh, right now. They have not been over 500, Spencer, since they were two and one on April 9th uh feels a lot like 2021 uh which was a world series year so can't freak out just yet but w- where are you at right now with the Atlanta Braves 16 and 19
1: um honestly i think it could be a lot worse yeah uh, we keep th- we keep saying that yeah i mean but it it could be a lot worse they're still relatively within striking distance and As dominant as as the Mets look, bro, as dominant as they look, they haven't lost a series yet this year, they're still the Mets, bro. Until until they finish wire-to-wire and they win a division, they are still the Mets. And that's going to be eating at the back of their head come, I don't know, let's say late July. You know what I mean?
0: Good point about the Mets being the
1: Mets. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the rest of the division not so great. So, like, I mean – What do you really have to worry about there? Like, I I don't know. It feels like this team is going to get hot at some point. There's so many bats in that lineup that can get hot. Um, You're going to get a a guy like Rosario soon, in the next week or so, from what I understand. Um, The bullpen's been a little... uh We had
0: a Will Will Smith sighting, for sure. Um, Ronald Acuna just continues to not be all the way back hopefully he'll be back as a dh when they play three against the brewers uh this week uh i mean there are some positives i guess but there's a lot of negatives man i mean your guy young handsome babe ruth did you want to speak to him for a second he's kicking the ball all over the infield he's striking out a lot um he's not hitting very well ozuna still struggling swanson's come around at
1: least I, I believe in young handsome Babe Ruth. I believe in the adjustments he will make. Um hitters across baseball are struggling, dude. Like everybody's trying to adjust. Uh because the slugging percentage is still way down. Way down. And you can tell they're trying to like adjust their approach, and it's working for some guys better than others. Um for a lot of the power hitters, it is not working. Um, so I, I'm not too too worried about the Braves hitting in general, I think they will figure that out. They're just – they really weren't built for a year like this. Um, they're built to have, like, a lot of home runs and to score a bunch of points, and that's just not going to happen, uh, clearly, unless something drastic happens with the baseball. This – this, dude I, – I don't mean to keep harping on this, but why in God's name would baseball do this to their own game? It's like they shot themselves in the foot. And I think product, it's changing.
0: I think it's coming around. Do you? I think as it gets – yeah, I do. I do. I think as it gets hotter and as the, the balls that they used in 2021 – remember, I told you they're still using the leftover balls from 2021. <laughs> uh, once those get cycled out and once the weather gets warmer, I think we'll start seeing balls go further. I, this last series, there were balls that were landing eight to ten rows back
1: that were on the yeah. morning track, earlier in the year. Yeah, and, I mean, but those, are, those balls are absolutely mushed. And, I mean, Ronnie hit one 440, but it's like you can just tell that some balls are dying, dude. Like, I, I've i never missed so many where I was like, that's gone, and then it ends up being caught, like, 10 feet in front of the fence. Like, that's that never happens to me as a baseball viewer. And, I don't know, it's just been weird. But we'll see, dude. The, the bullpen's got to come alive, though, if, if the Braves are going to make any kind of run. They cannot – they have to have a dominant bullpen. They just don't have – that many starters, you know what I mean? They don't have the top line starters. And they're not so. playing
0: complimentary at all. Like I thought it was crazy no. when they beat the brew or when they beat the Padres this weekend, they came back. It was only their second win all season. Um, in which they won a game where they allowed more than five runs, which is like, if you're going to play the kind of baseball that the Braves have been playing, you, you, you had better be able to, to win games, some games, at least, you know, eight to five, seven to five, eight to right. six, something like that. Like you'd better be able to win some of those baseball games. You can't just expect your, your pitching to be lights out, you know, every single time out. And when the pitching is good, it seems like the hitting hasn't been there. And when the hitting is yeah. good, it seems like the pitching hasn't been there. They're just not that's, putting it all
1: together. That's why I'm not too, too worried, dude. It A lot of this seems like variance. Like, uh, I don't know. Like you, like you're saying, it just, they just haven't been able to put together a game. So it seems like a little bit of variance. Uh But nobody's like really shitting the bet. You know what I mean? Like nobody's – they've just all been kind of meh. So outside of Rosario, who's clearly on the IL still. Um, so clearly you're going to give Young Handsome more time before you get after
0: him. Oh, uh, yeah. That's dude. pretty wild. Oh, right? he's, he's, uh, he's hitting 230.
1: Yeah, it was an MVP candidate last year. started hot this year. He's just having a bit of a slump. We don't panic, dude. He's the most young and handsome player that I've ever seen.
0: That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, And in those two ways, he reminds you of a Babe Ruth in those two ways, as far as being young and handsome. (laughs) Uh, Since I held Dansby Swanson accountable, since I cut my hair so the guys at the bar would no longer say that I look like Dansby Swanson because he was hitting below the Mendoza line, uh, Dansby has responded as I knew he would. Uh, That's why I'm here, to hold guys like him accountable. First 14 games for Dansby Swanson, 432 OPS. Next 21 games, Spencer, 903 OPS. So can I have my flowers now? Can I have you can get your flowers?
1: Now? Well Thank you. done. The city of Atlanta and the Hogwarts podcast, thanks you. Dude.
0: Uh, I um, do- Braves got three against the Brewers, and then they play 10 straight games against the National League East, Marlins, Phillies, Marlins. Um, so – I think like this obviously is going to be a key stretch, not so much beginning with the Brewer series, but beginning this weekend with Miami, then Philadelphia, then Miami again. I think those ten games is where you really want to try to be ready to go and go at
1: least six and four over yeah. those ten, if not seven and three, you know those are three very winnable series as well um, yeah i I did want to touch on one thing before we move on from baseball, okay, um, baseball guy. Did you see last night the Cincinnati Reds pitched a combined no hitter and lost one nothing? Yeah, I saw that. Unbelievable, um, bro! Hasn't do I, you know when? Can,
0: can I drop a baseball guy thing on you though? Drop it. Drop it. And I don't want this to come off arrogant. I just want to. I'm trying to mold you into baseball guy. You're already showing great signs of improvement. Um, the Reds only pitched eight innings because the Pirates were winning. So they did not right. have to hit in the bottom of the ninth. So right. they allowed no hits,
1: but I'm not willing to say it's a no hitter. Well, yeah, it was also not one pitcher. So you can't say it was a no hitter, but I mean, let's be clear. This hasn't happened since 2008. Mm-hmm. Nice stat. Nice stat. 2008. And I believe the time before that was either 92 or 96. Do you know how many it, times it's happened all time? I believe it's five times.
0: Okay, yeah. I believe. Real close. I mean, that was the sixth. Okay.
1: So, so it has time. happened five times before that. Right. And one of the times was a team called the Colt 45s. Not even in the league anymore.
0: Wow. Really you well done. A- I'm so proud of you for researching that.
1: Thanks, man. I mean, I, I saw it I last thought night. you oh.
0: might for a second be like, oh, no, I knew that off the top.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I saw it last night on Sports Center while I was drinking a, a nice old Carter 14 year, but thanks. Sick
0: sick flex. Uh Braves, 77% chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> 4% chance to win the World Series. 77% playoffs, 4% World Series. Um, I mean Brian Snicker could get ejected anytime he wanted, but he's not gonna do that. Hasn't yeah. done it in a calendar year. Hasn't done hasn't not been ejected from a game in a calendar year.
1: Also, they won the World Series last year, and we had the same criticism, so maybe don't switch things up. You know what I mean?
0: Fair enough. Uh, PGA Championship this week Southern Hills, Tiger 60 to 1. Odds, John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, both 12 to 1. Favorites. Uh, anything to say about the PGA Championship at Southern Hills? Safe to say that this is the fourth most exciting of the four majors in golf, right? oh yeah it's
1: gotta be, bro it's got to be i i uh i typically like watching it more than the u.s open because i mean why do you want to see people do bad you know what i mean this might be a hot take but why do you want to see people like finish above par and shit like that's not my that's not my bag so i no i don't unless
0: it's phil mickelson that's the only guy i want to see trouble.
1: right so often in u s opens, it's like the winning score is like minus two or minus three. boring, dude. that's boring to me. I mean, I'm not here to shit on possibly the second or third best tournament in the u s. well
0: this I think the sweet range, the sweet range is like seven under to twelve under. For a tournament yeah. winner for like a major winner.
1: For the winner. I want to yeah, see I the don't winner.
0: See a guy, I don't want to see a guy go 18 under. Like that's lame.
1: Yeah. I was thinking Wait. 15. That's that's like the that's the tippy top. Guy has a really good day, but you don't want to see a bunch of people around that number. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so like why the
0: masters see- is so great though because like every round is different. Like they'll they'll yeah. give you little they'll give you little pockets of time where you can go low based on the weather and, and the pin locations, you know? Yeah. The U S open sometimes is a little Mickey mousey, like with how difficult it is.
1: It's just incredibly difficult. And it feels like sometimes, I mean, you obviously you have to play it really well, but a lot of times the winner just gets like the, has the best luck of the contenders, like of the top three, he doesn't have a ball kick out of bounds or roll into the water or something like that. And that's the difference. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't like I don't like it to be too too hard. So I, I won't say that it's the fourth most entertaining to me personally.
0: All right. We'll we'll do the top four uh, according to the betting favorites. John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Rory McElroy. You get two, I get two. I'll let you go first. Uh Rom Scheffler, Thomas McElroy.
1: I'm gonna take Thomas.
0: All right, I'm going to take
1: Scheffler. I'll take Rom. I'll take Rory. I'm going to kick your ass, dude. I get Thomas and Rom, dude. And, dude,
0: are you ever going to caddy for me? Are you ever going to pay up
1: on the bet that you lost? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get you under 85. I'm going to get you under 85. Don't even worry about it. But yeah we'll play next Monday fine
0: like because I you're that's what you're doing like two weeks ago we played at Savannah quarters on Mother's Day uh I'm I was kicking your ass and you mysteriously get a call where you have to leave on the 13th hole convenient um, it wasn't mysteriously dude I was talking to you about it the whole time it was it, it was suspect <laughs> it was suspect
1: unreal unreal you know To call my character question. You ready to do our top four draft? Yeah, dude. I'm so ready. I've been thinking about it for like the past 15 minutes.
0: All right. Top four draft. Uh, Here's what we're going to do. Animated characters. We're going to draft not snake format. We're going to alternate picks. Top four animated characters, TV, movies. Um, Right. Next week, Spencer, next week, we're going to do downtown restrooms in Savannah. Love Top it. four restrooms in Savannah downtown.
1: And to be clear, are we doing bar restrooms, or are we doing restaurant and bar restrooms, or just restrooms in general downtown?
0: I think restrooms downtown in general places to handle business.
1: Good. So this is going to be informative and competitive at the same time.
0: Correct. Which is uh. which is basically should be our tagline because that's us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Informative,
0: competitive. Uh, good looking. Those are the three. Hogwarts podcast. Yeah. All right. uh, all right. So I'm drafting first. You are. Okay. 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 And so you draft first next week. Yes. All right. I got to make sure I'm writing these down. All right. Number one, number one, one, one pick first round, first overall pick. I will go. Cartman
1: from South park. Interesting angle. Love it. I'm going to go Cartman
0: from South Park, and they're not going to all be main characters here. But yeah. Cartman from South Park, to me, I can't risk him not being available because he sets up my whole he sets up my whole draft. And my strategy, right. my big board here is best available. So to have Cartman, a uh, good person on and off the screen, I think um, reminds me of our friend Brian a lot. Right. So I'm going to take him
1: 1-1. Really drives the plot forward. I'm going to go Rick Sanchez. Um, shift gears. <sighs> Shifting gears, he is a main character, very much a main character. Um, a force, the smartest man in the universe, hilarious, uh, a cult classic, and massively popular somehow both. Um, I'm going Rick Sanchez.
0: From Rick and Morty. Yes. All right, all right. I'm going to go – I'm going to stay mainstream. I'm going to go Stewie Griffin here in the second round. Uh, two, two or two third overall picks. Stewie Griffin from family guy. Um, like to have the children involved. He's a youth. Um, he's a vulgar baby, which I can get on board with. Want to have at least one representative from family guy too. So I wanted to go. Stewie Griffin here thought about Brian, but I stayed away from animals. Didn't want to have any animals.
1: I thought about an animal as well. Um, there one in my, uh, in my, I, I guess you can say, uh, honorable mention, Rocky okay. and or Bullwinkle was going to be my honorable mention, um, just because I knew you weren't going to pick one of those two. So honorable mention go.
0: for me is going to be Donkey from
1: Shrek, by the way. Love that. Love that. Both animals. <clears throat> All right. Two for me. Um, damn, I just spaced. Two, oh, SpongeBob SquarePants, another main character curveball on your kids show uh, i can still watch as an adult absolutely hilarious spongebob s- square pants.
0: good pick good pick i was gonna go um uh mr krabs from but i'm not gonna do that from really? SpongeBob. yeah i didn't want to go spongebob that to me i can't have three mainstreamers um all right third pick here and this is a guy that i've had my eye on really all off season um a guy that our guys in our department like our scouting department. have always liked um, a wholesome guy, Larry, the cucumber here in the third round from veggie tales. Oh, Larry, Larry, the cucumber, veggie tales, veggie, tales. Really veggie tales.
1: Thank you. Really? Thank you. All right. Three third overall for me. I am going Roger, the alien from American dad interesting um hilarious dude might be the funniest character on tv
0: and you got him in the third round too yeah that's a nice pick um we had some off the field questions about roger the alien just yeah. to let you, inside the draft room here off the um, i can't believe how many guys are available here still in the fourth um man hmm are we allowed to say the guys that we didn't pick also? Because I feel like i got to give them some hay.
1: Well, I already did, so yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I still have like four guys available. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go auto-rocket here in the fourth from Rocket Power. Auto-rocket from Rocket Power. One of the most underrated posses and crews in animated children's show history um you know hey arnold rolled around with some people but rocket power that was a crew i wanted to hang with at the shop dealing with Shubis, uh surfing i always thought that was cool i thought it was interesting that the dad uh, in rocket power was always high his eyes were always completely red um, in an animated children's show so looking back that was suspect and questionable but auto rocket main character in rocket power underrated animated TV
1: show. Love that. I also love that. We only chose two characters out of the eight from a Seth MacFarlane show. I thought it would be more. Honestly, I thought, I thought more would make it on, um, my last pick and the final pick of our top four animated characters, favorite characters is Homer Simpson. Um, can't believe he fell to me with the last pick. Incredible value here. Um, Mm. notably one of the longest running tv shows of all time one of the most popular tv shows of all time a classic they made a movie about him um what what more can you say about homer simpson's he's he's a goat you know he's on the pantheon all right so
0: spencer's got rick sanchez spongebob squarepants roger the alien homer simpson i have cartman stewie griffin larry the cucumber and auto rocket two formidable teams i think you can tell there's only two guys in this right. league
1: right i also think uh, i'd rather have a beer with my team than i would with your team i think larry the cucumber would throw off the vibes if we went out uh,
0: ooh i like that like election style questions like which yeah. which which nominee would you rather have a beer with
1: yeah you just you know you just
0: throw off the vibe a little well, bit well i think all four of my guys and this is an interesting yeah, that's a good point. All four of my guys are underage. So. Yeah.
1: I don't think I chose gonna... anybody underage.
0: Oh, yeah, you didn't, dude. Veteran team. SpongeBob's still not sure about his age. Uh, well, he's got a job.
1: Good point. And he lives by himself.
0: If he can work, shouldn't he be able to have a cold beer?
1: Yeah, he's he lives by himself and he's got a job. I think he's overage. I think he's just childish, playful in nature, young at heart.
0: There it is, electric content, top four draft, the first of many this summer on the Hot Crits Podcast. Next week, top four Savannah restrooms downtown. That should be interesting. Spencer, you'll have the number one pick uh, next week.
1: Love it. How did they find you on Twitter, bro? Find me on Twitter, at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. little bit of a a shorter show after that awesome interview we had last week with Nick Palumbo. Please go check that out. Uh, Nick was the man. We're the tip of the spear, bro. Trev, how do they find you on Twitter?
0: Yo, that interview last week, not getting the numbies I thought it would get, uh, that episode in general. So I think people are sleeping on it. it. Like it deserves to be listened to, that that interview especially. Fast forward past Spencer and I, well, if you like.
1: I think a lot of people saw the running time, and they're going to have to bite that one in small bites. You know what I mean? Eat that one in small bites. That's a that's a long show for a lot of people. But Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: At Jadon Sports for me at Podcast Grits for the show on Twitter, The Hot Grits on Instagram. Uh, you can also check us out on connectsavannah.com. Uh, go to the little podcast tab and you'll see Hot Grits there in the drop down menu. Uh, rate, Whoa, follow, subscribe. Rate, follow, subscribe until yeah, episode over the place. 116. Stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA, is owned and operated by Ross Howard. And together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players. Full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282. And visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility. Ross Howard, our guy. Give him a call. 912-484-5282. Commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Brady Electric is Savannah's number 1 electrical services for commercial and residentials since 1970. It's family-owned and family-operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Brady Electric that's 2 D's B R A D D Y Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google Reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 912 233 1561.